0: The Business of You is all about frank conversations and unique business wisdom for the entrepreneur. It's a chance to tune into the story behind the brand and retrace the path of those who walk this road before you so you can pave your own road to success. Welcome to the Business of You. I like the musicality of hip hop a lot. And I was sharing earlier, I have two teenagers, girls, and they love hip hop, especially my younger one. I've listened to some of what she's listening to, and it really just makes me cringe. So I would love your thoughts and opinion on, do you think that clean hip hop has, has a place to make it real big in this world?
1: Um, I think, I think it's twofold. I think there's two things to it. I think as hip hop artists and musicians, I think we, you know, we have a responsibility to tell a story, um, the way that we see it, because that's what people, uh, that's what people connect with. You know, people will say, I hear a lot of cuss words and stuff in, you know, hip hop music. And it's like, but that's what you hear in the world. We're just putting it on wax and now you're hearing it in a different form. I think the thing about hip hop that's so unique is that um, it's, a, it's a voice of a community. It's a voice of a world that when people, you know, when people cringe at what's being said, I feel I would encourage them to dig into the words more and understand like this is music coming from a frustrated people, a people who have. You know, they're telling their story and it ain't a lot of glamorous things about the story that they have coming from, you know, a lot of hip hop artists are from the inner city, come from poverty, you know, some of the worst situations. And so you're just hearing exactly what they live through every day. So when people cringe, it's like, that's how they feel every day. You know, yeah, like that's what it is. But I think at the same time, um, hip hop is a form of art. And so... We don't ask Quentin Tarantino to clean up his films. We don't ask, you know, uh, any TV show that comes on a network where they can cuss and stuff. We don't ask them to clean that up. You can't expect the the artist to clean theirs up in their form of art and giving the world what they, the story that they want to put across. I think at the same time, a hip hop artist can become as big as they want to be and have clean rap if that's what's in them and they're putting it out the right mm-hmm. way because the world's going to accept the, the, the authentic artists. And so if that artist is authentic to how he speaks and he's like, well, I don't cuss a lot in my words, you know, and there's times where, you know, there's times where I use different language to emphasize a topic, but for the most part of my music, you know, I don't feel like it's, it's, it's overbearing. It's, it's literally, how I would talk if I was talking to you, you know, and, and and yes, you know, I put out clean versions of my music because I understand my audience. If I'm going into a school to talk to people, I'm not going to talk the same way that I would talking to a bunch of adults that understand my lingo and stuff. So I make the adjustments in that space. And I think hip hop artists can do that. I think, um, Kanye West had one of the best albums I've heard in a long time, the Donda album that just came out and it was clean. His whole album was clean and you didn't even really notice it. Tory Lanez is another artist who just had an album come out and it was completely clean. And I listened to both albums and didn't even realize it until after when I heard them talk about it and they said the album was clean. Then I went back and listened again. I'm like, it really was the whole way, you know? So it's definitely possible. Yeah. Um, just depends on who you choose to listen to, you know?
0: Yeah, no, you bring up some great points and uh, I, I will listen and I think, more openly. And, and the, one,
1: the, the one piece I will throw out there as well is though, I think, especially when it comes to the younger generation, like they think it's cool to hear and be a part of, you know, that that community of people who are putting music out. You know, I feel like hip hop culture and black culture is so popular in the world and so trend setting in the world that people who are extremely far removed and, you know, grew up in the suburbs, grew up with money, everything. They want to feel a connection with the people that are the cool, the people that started that fashion trend. Why do they wear those shoes? Why do they wear that shirt? Well, this rapper was wearing it and their way to feel connected to that is through the music, you know, because they won't they won't actually go to those neighborhoods, you know, they don't actually know people in those areas to go there. So the music is their connection. So, you know, um they love to hear it and 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 hear what it's like and 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 get a get an understanding for, oh, so that's what it's really like. So if you take that, so if all the hip hop artists took that out, they would lose a piece of you know, you, you lose a piece of a community that that is trying to get their voice out there, trying to be heard and understood.
0: Mm hmm. So do you think then that hip hop or really any form of music, I guess really we can even take it further, any form of art has an opportunity to really like bridge a perceived divide in society and culture?
1: I, I think so, for sure. And I think, uh, you know, I may be biased, but in my personal opinion, I feel like hip hop has done that better than, well, I I would say music's done that better than anything. And hip hop has done that more than anything. You know, if you think back of the history of music in general, when a good song comes out and good music is being played, you know, there were even times, you know, in uh, segregated days where, That's the thing that brought people together is being in that club, being in that scene, being at that concert and hearing the music and realizing that we all love the sound. You know, we all connect to this music in some way. And then when it comes to the hip hop part of it, um, definitely bridging the gap. You know, now when you see artists like. Like I said, like a Kanye West who is worldwide known all over the place. Then he jumps into fashion and people love his clothes and they're buying up his shoes and Travis Scott all over the world and stuff. And these artists are are loved and you understand like they may come from that community, but they're smart business savvy they're growing their brand and they connect with all these people as I said it's not about the music it's about the connection with the people and for whatever reason all these people connect with them I think hip-hop has done um, a great job of bridging that gap and, and really showing what can come from um, from the hip-hop community
0: mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you mentioned that your branding or, or your brand have really helped differentiate you um, in the market. What is it you th- that it is about you um, or about your personal brand? You know, however you want to answer that, that that is again like really helped you grow, really stand out because it's so rare, and I, th- I think you realize that it's so rare to do something in any crowded marketplace, like whether you're a coach or anything, you know, where there's thousands or millions of people kind of in the same industry doing the same thing, quote unquote, right? Um, yep. So what, what has it been for you that's really helped you differentiate?
1: I think, I think putting the brand first, you know, and, and so everything I do is centered around, you know, that branding piece and understanding the connection that I'm making with, with fans, you know, to your point before. I'm not going to make a song that's, um, you know, just outlandish cussing across the board and drugs and drinking and stuff like that because that's not my brand. That's not what I'm trying to put out to the world. And I think when your brand to me is a compass. And so I think, you know, um, as long as I stick to that, that Compass, people know what they're going to get from me when they hear my music. They know what they're going to get from me when they see me in concert. They know what they'll get from me even when they see me out. You know, like, um, you know, when people see me out and ask me um, about a song or a single, like, I take the time to stop and talk to them because the big thing is, is a part of our brand is being a real person, you know, and really navigating, you know, life in general. A lot of people say, like, oh, yeah, music is... You know, you, you hear of the starving artist that's broke and no money and trying to figure stuff out. Well, the, nine times out of 10, the reason they're the broke, starving artist is not because their art isn't good. It's because a piece of music is getting into the ears of the people. And that's marketing and that costs money and you got to do those kind of things. And so for me, always having that in the back of my mind, you know, it's like I did it the opposite way. I went out into the world. I, I, um uh, Earned money. I started businesses. I did things to try to generate revenue, knowing, you know, um, there was a tweet that my marketing team had went back into my um, tweets on Twitter years ago. It was like 2013 or 2014. And uh, the tweet was, I'm going to win a Grammy one day. And so this is before I even started putting music. I didn't even start putting my music out until 2020. But that was, you know, at this point, almost 10 years ago. I said I was going to win a Grammy, so in the back of my mind, it was there. So everything I did up until that point was working towards that. That was the brand. The brand was hard work. The brand was uh, navigating it, figuring out. You know, I didn't come from money. I didn't grow up. Um, you know, with you know, when I was growing up, my family was you know, blue collar working. You got to figure out how to make money, how to how to get after it and stuff. It wasn't like you can be a creative and do anything you want. We will support it. No, like I had to figure it out. And so that's a part of my brand is just telling people don't matter how long it take, start where you are, you know, uh, start where you are, not where the world says you should be, you know, because because looking at the end result, people are like, oh, yeah, I want to be this big star. OK, but today you are this. So the situation is never going to be perfect. Where do you start? What do you do from day one? And whatever it is, strap up your boots and go at it. And so you know that, that that's the brand for me is just start start today start somewhere and continuously still load. Mm-hmm. That's
0: Do you see yourself ever combining your your um clothing brand with your music brand? Um more so.
1: I think I think it I honestly think to be completely honest I think it already is like naturally because yeah. it all is just it's all a piece of the brand because, like I said, I started that clothing brand um, <clears throat> as a way to motivate people to get out and do something. I've been running marathons for about uh, seven, eight years now. I think I ran my first one in like 2014 or 2015. 2015, I ran my first one. And so the one thing I noticed quickly was I'm one of maybe two or three blacks in this whole group that are out here running you know, for 13, I, I did the half, I, I, the whole marathon, too much on my knees. But I'm running the 13 and a half miles and I'm like, I'm the only, you know, black person out here. Um, when I get on my bike and ride my bike, I notice I'm the only one out doing that and stuff. So so once again, the brand of the cardio coach clothing was to motivate, you know, the black and brown community to get out and better themselves, continue to do things that are outside of the box, outside of the norm, and people jumped on board. And I've got, you know, friends and, and fans that keep up with me on the Nike Run app to this day that they st- – I remember when they started with me years ago and they were putting up a half a mile a day, maybe a mile, and now they're doing three and four miles a day to get out and run. So so we're accomplishing our goal, you know, little by little as we go. So the brands are kind yeah. of coinciding of just always – evolving, stepping outside the box and doing what the world would tell you is not possible.
0: Do you have a special mix you're listening to on your long runs?
1: So uh, I, I, from day one, I told everybody, you know, that's what gets me to I run about an hour every morning. And uh, that music is what gets me through the run. When I'm tired, you just I tell people just focus in. You need five or 10 songs that you know every single word to because when you get tired start to recite the words in your head and it'll keep you going Uh, so my playlist changes pretty frequently but um but the playlist is everything like there's been times i've been out running forgot to charge my headphones and they'll they'll cut off mid-run i'll stop and go back home and (laughs) i'll pick up later like i can't do it without the music you know it keeps me going
0: yeah yeah totally I can relate to that. So we know that a Grammy is God willing in your future. What what else do you see in your future? What Are there any other businesses you're dreaming of already in the back of your mind that you're willing to share? Uh,
1: yeah. So I think I think the Grammy is uh, the Grammy is symbolic, you know, like I don't necessarily need the Grammy to solidify what I've done in the music. As I said, it's all about the people. The 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 Grammy is um, you know it's kind of just the goal it's it's the, it's the it's it's just saying this is what you're working towards you're working towards being one of the top you know so I just want to you know throw that out there like awards aren't really a big deal to me it's just letting you know that you're working towards being one of the best and being the elite um, as far as the businesses go you know I really want to grow the label I started Four Quarter Entertainment you know and we want to grow beyond just music so um I'd like to sign comics to our um to our entertainment label just because I think comedy is another one of those things that touch people in a different way comedians are able to step on stage and um tell a joke about something that really does you know a real serious topic that touches people you know and so Uh, Especially nowadays, it kind of gets to me when comedians are slapped on the wrist or people are upset with them about saying a certain thing because it's like, but that's what comedy is. They help us. They they talk to us about topics that we may not want to talk about, but they make it lighthearted enough to where it's like, at least I didn't say it. I was thinking it but it was them that said it. So comedy is a huge thing. I want to bring one to four quarter entertainment and the label in general will bring on other artists, but the comedy for sure. So that's a big thing. And then I, and then, you know, sticking to the still load mantras that what I want to do now is really focusing in on one thing. You know, that's what I would encourage people with the world now and social media, so many, so much information out there. It's easy to jump on board with a lot of different things. So I don't really know what the next business is right now. The big focus is for Quarter Entertainment and growing that brand and growing that label and growing the acts that we bring on. It'll open doors to other things and who knows, we'll start whatever comes about. You know, at that time, we're open to sitting down and having that conversation and, and um, you know, pivoting and navigating to what's next.
0: Mm-hmm. I love the story of the name for Quarter Entertainment, too. Can you... Can you talk about
1: yeah. that for a sec? Uh, four quarter entertainment. <clears throat> we we it's something me and my brother talk about all the time. You know, uh, give me four quarters over a hundred pennies. You know, uh, four quarters, twenty five cents a piece. They carry value. Both equal a dollar. Uh, you know, four quarters in my pocket carry value, but they don't make a lot of noise. They're not weighing me down. You know, it's not heavy. You put a hundred You put a hundred pennies in your pocket. You're gonna hear them jingling around. And and they don't carry much value alone individually. So so, you know, we talked about having a small team that carries a lot of value. And then that just popped up to us. I'm like four quarters. Like we need four solid people that can, you know, specialize in what they do to make the whole work. And um and it happened, you know, our creative director drew a logo out two days later. Lawyers filed all the paperwork and four quarters was born.
0: That's awesome. That's great. So where's the best place for people to learn more about you, to tap into your music?
1: Yep. Um, On all platforms, Rod Hardy, underscores, R-O-D-H-A-R-D-Y, underscore, um, Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Deezer, Amazon Music, all Rod Hardy. Um, You can find us everywhere. And then my website, rodhardymusic.com. Always updated show dates. Uh, We got two shows this week here in L.A. So excited about those. Uh, But all that stuff is on the website. Um, And um, I have got a text line where my fans are able to text me and I communicate with them uh, back and forth constantly.
0: Wow. That must really help build your brand.
1: It does. Like I said, it's it's, it's a part of the brand. That's what it is. Yeah. Accessibility. I get a chance. yeah, and I get a chance to ask fans a lot of things. You know, like people will reach out to me and be like, oh man, I loved uh, the song special that you just released. And I'm like, okay, uh, what'd you like about it? Who else you listening to right now? You know, um, what are some of your favorite songs, you know, in general in the industry right now? Or, or you know, what do you like about what we're doing? And I get that feedback from them and it helps us to keep going. It helps us to continue to grow. It helps me to write about topics that I know. Um, are touching people and are hearing them and I don't have to look at back end statistics or analytics and try to guess. I'm asking the fans, I'm asking the people who buy into the brand every day. So I love that text line.
0: Yeah. Is that your best marketing tactic?
1: Um, I think so. Yeah. I think, I, I think anytime you could touch, it. I would say the other thing is just street marketing. Yeah. You know, I get out and I pass out da- download cards. Um, I get out, every once in a while and you know, hang out at the popular places. I go do uh, open mic nights at different places and things like that, where I can actually be sitting at a table with people who may ask about the music, you know, other than that, the text line is the best marketing piece outside of actually being out and touching the fans and having them be able to say, Oh, I met him. He was super cool. You know, we got the chance to sit and talk like that's that's as valuable as it comes.
0: Yeah, definitely. How did it feel? I just thought of one more thing I want to ask you. How did it feel, Rob, the first time you were out somewhere in public and somebody came up to you and recognized you, but you didn't know them?
1: Um, I would say um, different. that's so that's what I would say. I would say different because. Really, you want to get to the point where that's the case everywhere, you know, and it's and it's constantly like that. And not because you're chasing the fame, but it's because your message is getting out to people enough for them to go find you. Because when you, you know, when you're in your car and you listen on Spotify, I'm just hearing the words for somebody to come up to me and and recognize me, that mean they followed through to see who I was. They went to go look me up and see what I look like. And they recognized me when I was out. So that's a different level of, uh, of excitement and things like that. And and even now at the place I met, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's kind of like, you know, same thing. I want to inquire, like, how'd you come across my music? You know, how'd you find, you know, and I really appreciate that. And, uh, you know, tap into that text line, you know, I, we do giveaways. We do anything, you know, to to really connect with the fans. And uh, and I want you to be a part of it.
0: Yeah. So it's a real diehard fan that does the follow yeah. through to your point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Well, Rod, thanks so much for being on the show. It's been great hearing your story. And uh, we'll definitely share your music with my kiddos because I, I liked what I heard.
1: For sure. I appreciate that. And they'll enjoy it. Like I said, I know they'll get a, a good kick out of some of that stuff where, um, you know, we make that connection about real life situations going in, you know, I think you said your kids are teenagers going into college years and stuff like that. And so keep their minds open, continuously growing and stuff, you know, I hope that connects with them.
0: Yeah, definitely. Then, uh, when they text you, you can tell me behind the (laughs) scenes (laughs) too. For
1: sure. sure. Um, And I want to give that, let me see. I want to give that number out. Yeah. I know I got so many numbers, I always forget it. But it's, uh, let me see, 213, we are, let's see, 213-510-1655. One, oh,
0: All right, we'll put that in the show notes
1: too. Yeah, and I can always be reached on that line. I'm always there responding to fans as much as I can. We get a lot of texts there, so – Sometimes it might be a day, day and a half later, but we always try to make sure we get to everybody to text the line.
0: That's so good. Brilliant. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rod. Have a great rest of your day.
1: Likewise. Thank you.
0: I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Business of You. If you found a little dose of inspiration or learned something new, please leave a review and share it with a friend or even two. Interested in building your brand and business? Tune in next time to the Business of You podcast. And remember, there's only one you. You're the biggest differentiator your business has. Until next time, friends.